Well, today, I'm going to tell you all of a job opportunity that you have. You may think you like your present job. You may hate your present job. So I'm giving you a chance for a new job. And, you know, the workplace sometimes interacts with religious practices in interesting ways. A new business was opening at a new business site, and one of the employees arranged for flowers to be sent to mark the occasion and wished the owner good luck. The flowers duly arrived at the new business site, and the business owner read the accompanying card to find it said, Rest in peace. <laughs> the business owner called his foreman in and said, I don't know what this means, but you're going to be fired. He said, wait, 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 let me, let me get a chance. Give me a chance. Can you let me try to straighten it up. So the foreman called the florist and said, what the heck happened um, uh, with, with the card? And after he had told the florist all the obvious mistakes that had happened, the florist said, Sir, I'm really sorry for the mistake, but rather than thinking of, of getting angry, you should consider this. Somewhere there is a funeral that is taking place today, and they have flowers with a note saying, Congratulations on your new location. <laughs> intersection sometimes happens. <laughs> well, it was a really tough job being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Jesus told his disciples over and over again just how tough it would be. Many of his statements about the difficulties they would face are contained <coughs> in the book of Matthew. In fact, Matthew could be termed the training manual of disciples. Among his statements to them are, See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will harm you. They will, they will drag you to councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before ministers and kings because... Of me. Jesus continued with his bleak disciple job description Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Regarding the disciple income and benefits package, Jesus said, It will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Continuing on the topic of money, Jesus told his disciples, Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics or sandals or a staff. 
On top of all this, they were never to be angry with anyone. If someone smacked them on the right cheek, they were supposed to turn to the left cheek and let them smack them there again. So they were supposed to love their enemies and never judge others. Finally, they were never supposed to worry, and they were to treat everyone as they themselves wanted to be treated. Now that's quite a job description. No wonder the disciples' response to all of this was, His teaching is hard. Who can listen to it? But after telling them repeatedly how tough their lives would be, Jesus then says in our second scriptural passage read by Mark, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and the burden is light. In this passage, Jesus is using his favorite method of teaching, a parable. And he uses the parable of a yoke to describe the meaning of discipleship of Jesus Christ. A yoke at the time of Jesus was a heavy wooden log cut to fit two animals, usually oxen. It would be placed over the animal's back just behind their necks and then strapped to both so that they could both work together to pull a very heavy load. It is important to know that the farmers at the time of Jesus would usually put older and more experienced oxen together with the same yoke with a young ox. That way, the older and experienced ox could teach and train the younger one. Now, an odd thing was learned by the farmers using oxen paired together to pull a load. One ox could pull about two tons. Therefore, it would be logical to think that two oxen could pull four tons. However, it was quickly discovered that the two oxen working together could pull 18 tons. This is the phenomenon that is described by the concept of synergy. The word synergy comes from the Greek word synagro, which means working together. Synergy is frequently described as entities that generate a result that is far greater than the sum of their parts. Another example of synergy occurs frequently in this church. When we hold a Bible study or other type of class and only two people show up, it's probably my class, there's a limit on the discussion that gets held in the class, and there's, it, it just isn't that dynamic. However, when 10, 15, 20 people show up, the discussion about the topics of the class is interactive and much more lively and diverse in its points of discussion. So what does Jesus mean by this passage? What is he telling us? What is he telling his disciples? He started by recognizing his disciples were weary 
and carrying a heavy load. In response to their condition, he offers rest. But what kind of rest does he offer? He says, put on a yoke. Now, how can that possibly be rest? But then to receive the yoke of Jesus Christ is the significance of this passage and the key to understanding the parable. Jesus said, learn from me. Learn how to live your life as it ought to be lived. He was saying, put on the yoke of his teachings. Put on the yoke of his life. And put on the yoke of his responsibility to God. So the picture that Jesus was painting was that each disciple was to take on the yoke of Jesus Christ. Now remember, the yokes at the time of Jesus were made for two animals. Not just one disciple, but two. So the law of synergy could come into effect. The question was, who or what would be put into the other half of the yoke? it would be filled by Jesus Christ himself. In so doing, Jesus would give the disciple next to him a yoke that was easy and the burden would be light. Jesus would be right alongside the disciple, teaching him, guiding him, and supporting him, just as the experienced ox educates the less experienced one. Jesus says... You will find rest for your souls. Not necessarily your body, but rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and the load will become light. Jesus knew full well the demands he was placing upon his disciples. He knew that their lives would be difficult, full of hardship and pain, and some of those lives would end by death on account of him. However, he also promised his disciples that during their trials, their tribulations, their hardships, he would be right alongside of them, pulling the weight and giving them the strength they needed to accomplish being his disciple. In turn, when they were coupled to Jesus in his yoke, the disciples were able to withstand the hardships of their lives and carry the message of Jesus far and wide. In fact, it is through the disciples' synergistic relationship with Jesus that we're sitting here right now. Because it was as a result of that effort that the Christian church was formed. So, what does this parable of the yoke mean to us, us sitting here today? Just living our lives today can be pretty difficult. COVID, is it getting worse with all its related restrictions, or is it getting better and are the restrictions being lowered? Is it ever going to go away, or are we going to have to just live with it? Inflation, deflation, recession, which is it? We do know that things certainly cost more than they used to. Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, pro-this, anti-that. 
it's gotten to the point where we can't talk to people about politics or social issues unless we know them really well. Because if we have that conversation with someone we don't know, we may invoke some sort of a response, an angry or maybe even violent response. War is always needless, always selfish, always for power, and it's still going unabated. Added to all these things are the usual events of life, the loss of a loved one, being told you have a deadly disease, discrimination of all types and poverty that brings on homelessness and despair. We all are indeed carrying heavy, heavy burdens and are in need of rest. The first thing we can learn is that the yoke of Jesus is available to each and every single one of us, just as it was to the disciples. Jesus can be right alongside of us, guiding us, teaching us, giving us strength, and showing us the way. In doing so, Jesus is making our burdens lighter and our weariness less because he is sharing the weight which would otherwise be all on our shoulders. The yoke is, through God's grace, truly a gift. And as with all gifts, we are to share the blessings with others. Jesus is telling us that if we all, if we call ourselves Christians, then we have the same responsibilities and obligations as the original disciples. Jesus says we are to learn by taking his yoke. What are we to learn? You know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. We are to live his teachings to the best of our abilities. And we are to understand and do the will of God now, most of us would say, whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm really carrying a heavy load right now, and you're asking me to put on a yoke? Jesus knows that, we would get that, that he would get that response from us. Jesus knows that we would have those doubts, fears, and worries. Jesus knows we would be unwilling to take on the role of a modern disciple. That is why the story of the yoke of Jesus is so important for us today. We need to realize that while Jesus will, will place demands upon us as Christians, he is also willing to be right along our side as we strive to fulfill those demands. In so doing, Jesus and we, through synergy, can accomplish great things, big things, meaningful things that we ourselves could never have accomplished on our own. St. Teresa of Avila, who lived in the 1500s, describes taking on the yoke of Jesus as follows. Being in prayer on the feast day of St. Peter, I saw, or to put it better, felt Christ beside me. After that, a vision, after that a vision occurred, her life changed. 
and she describes it as this. I felt very clearly that he was always present by my side and that he was the witness of every single thing I did. And she did quite a lot in the service of God. This is an example of what can result from the synergy with Jesus Christ and ourselves. And I know that some of you have told me about similar experiences that you've had. So let us accept the yoke of Jesus and accomplish with him far more than we could ever accomplish alone. In doing so, we will remove the burdens of our lives and more importantly, help others to remove the burdens of their lives. That is our job. That is our job of a disciple of Christ. And Jesus is offering you that job right now. Right here. Right now. Amen.